Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, welcome everybody to Miracles in the Morning. Amen. On this, uh, it's, what's today, Tuesday? It's today Tuesday. Oh yeah. Glory to God. And so it'll be Tuesday all day today, actually. And so uh, we are thrilled to get to minister here and uh, particularly on the subject of prayer because what God's wanting to do in our day and his plan for our day will not fully come to pass without the cooperation of those in his body. And uh, that, that's, uh, that's something that can't be stated too much really in our churches because religion has, has uh, spread the, the thought that it doesn't so much matter what we do, it's just all up to who? Uh, up to God. And that's just not true. That's not true. That's why when, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, different things that the Bible teaches that, uh, for example, there's the doctrine of grace. Well, you know, grace is what God gives and, and it's his blessing. It's his ability in our life. Well, if you get, if you get uh, overbalanced or, or too far on one side of that doctrine, well, you'll think it doesn't matter what I do. It's just all up to, to God. Well, no, that's not true. But then, then, of course, uh, faith is our part in receiving from God. So if you get too far over uh, on the faith side and don't balance it with other, not, not balance faith with unbelief, I'm not talking about that, but if you don't balance faith with other parts of the word, then you'll think, well, faith is my part, so therefore it's just all up to me, and then you can get in a works mentality, can't you? And so that's not healthy either, but uh, I tell you what, Brother Hagen, uh, Brother Kenneth Hagen, who I got to travel with for those seven years and, and who was a great influence and s- still is in our lives, uh, we still appreciate him. I sometimes call him the Bishop of Balance because that's just my nickname, but because he somehow knew how to keep things right down the middle of the road. Now, this is uh, Western New York. This is bowling country. Yeah, there's bowling out. You don't even know. There, listen, in my wife's family, Everybody had their own collection of personalized bowling balls. None of this going to the bowling alley and borrowing one. You know, right? Can I, any witnesses here that you know what I'm talking about? Am I correct? Okay, out-of-towners look around. There's hands all over the place. You, have, you don't rent shoes. No, no. You got your own fleet of bowling shoes and different colors depending on what your team. And, and, and you always have a, a special printed T-shirt. Like, like bowling, they have merch day all the time. Because, yeah, because for your team, you got a rep, you know. But how many understand uh, with bowling, where do you want to get it? Right? You want to get it pretty well right down the middle. I, I know they arc it and stuff like that on purpose. The, the, the real bowlers, it looks like they're going to throw it in the gutter every single time, and then it turns. Hallelujah. You might say, how do you know? I watched a bowling tournament one time. Now... Uh, my wife was very concerned because I was pastoring. And on Sunday afternoon, you got to watch what you do if church doesn't go well. And so, <laughs> am I tapping into something this morning? <laughs> and I was, I was at the house, this is years and years ago. I was at the house watching bowling Sunday afternoon. My wife came in and she said, no, it's not that bad. Turn it off. I don't care who didn't come. I don't care who left. I don't care how few people were there. I don't care how little anointing was there. Turn off the bowling. Get up. We're going out. And so thank God for a good wife. You know, when, when we were pioneering that church, man, it's like she'd pick me up sometimes. I'd pick her up sometimes. And, and uh, now, thankfully, we've graduated to where we don't care. You want to leave? We'll walk you out. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> We don't want you to leave, you understand? So, <clears throat> and I didn't plan on any of that, saying any of that, but praise the Lord anyhow. And I'm not even sure what my point was. Does anybody here have any idea what we were even? Yeah, middle of the road, thank you. <laughs> Bowling, keep it in the middle, you get a strike. Yes. Amen. And in the body of Christ, <laughs> You really did help me because I had no idea where we <laughs> With the body of Christ, come on, where do we tend to get? We want to go to this side hard or we want to go to this side hard. And, you know, even in the subject of prayer, you can get 
off balance. Where you think, well, we've got to pray because it's all up to us. Or, well, we don't really have to pray because God's going to do what God's going to do. Well, where's the truth? Come on, everybody, come on. If you're really good, your leg goes up on So with, with God's great help, we're going to endeavor to throw us down the middle of the lane today on some things. And I'd like to actually look at the scripture that we uh, started ministering yesterday over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, if you don't mind to turn there. And uh, I'm going to know the word is just life to us. And no matter, I'll tell you what, there's a phrase in the body of Christ called life-giving churches. I like that phrase. And it... <laughs> What else are we supposed to give? But uh, I mean, how many know you could read one scripture and it'll impart life to you? It'll put something in you. Forgive me if we're boring. You know, I, 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 have, one, uh, I have one goal, simple enough that I could get it if I was in your seat. That's my goal. Hallelujah. So if you're looking for, if you're looking for something else. Uh, my wife will come up and preach something else. Pray, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> no, we kind of we flow together on that. Uh, the, the verse we were looking at was the first verse where Paul, writing to the church at Thessalonica, said, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified. Isn't that so interesting that he, that he mentioned that? Uh, do, you have to, do you have to pray that the word would have free course? Come on, what's it mean anyhow that the word would have free course? Uh, anybody who's ever ministered knows that there can sometimes be uh, blockages yes. between what's being spoken and what's being received. And not all the time is what's being spoken being received. And we want free course so that all that God had ordained to be said or ministered in whatever capacity has the full effect in the lives of those being ministered to. Well, prayer has a place in this. And if I could read uh, how the Message Bible translates or, or paraphrases, I guess would be a better thing, this verse. Could I read that again? All right. And try to hold on to your excitement, okay? Save it. Don't go nuts. But it says, one, one more thing, friends. Pray for us. Pray that the master's word will simply take off and race through the country to a groundswell of response. Now, look at, uh, well, listen to this part. Just as it did among you. So Paul's not talking about something he hasn't ever seen before. But uh, he, he's saying, hey, pray for us in our, because he wasn't at Thessalonica when he wrote to, to this church, but he had been there. And he said, you remember what it was like when, when the word, it just took off and, and raced through the country with you and pray, that, pray for us that we have that same experience in these other areas that we're going to. And so prayer, uh, the right kind of prayer is, uh, is an assist in the spreading of the gospel. Yes. Yes. Now, our enemy, the devil, he has, he has a, a mantra that he follows. Uh, his, his motto, his mantra, I'm sure they have banners printed up in hell. That, and, and it says, stop the spread. Yeah. Come on, that's what we, we talked about that. That's what we heard during, during COVID. Now, that, we wanted to stop that spread. Uh, we want to stop the spread of disease, There's, but, but the enemy desperately wants to stop the spread, and there's different things that he'll try to do to deceive and to try to get us focused on this or try to get, what are we talking about, getting off into the ditch on this side, getting off into the ditch over here, let's just get taken up with this and, or taken up with that. Well, I'm going to know that we have an assignment, and you could sum it up into three words that Paul used. Preach the word. Oh, you didn't help me well enough. Come on now. Come on. 
What's our, what's our assignment? Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Right? And the body of Christ loves to get off into this thing or that thing or even things from Scripture that they take and make, make it into a, a fad or make it into their, their, their pet thing. We've seen it happen uh, on this subject. We've seen it happen on that subject. And some, every, every couple of decades, it's spiritual warfare. We'll just get and we'll take things to an extreme. I said extreme. Now, anything taken to an extreme, there is a truth in the middle of the road that was taken to the extreme. We don't need to lose the truth, but that's why the enemy takes things to the extreme. I mentioned the subject of grace a little bit ago. Uh, I guess it's died down now. I don't know because all I do is, is listen. We, we listen to like two or three preachers and they feed us. You know what I mean? And so, uh, but I know there was, there was some extreme in the past decade, maybe two decades, whatever, along those lines. And, uh, uh, well, a lot of folks thought, well, we've got to stay away from that goofy grace or greasy grace or whatever you wanted to call it because of the extremes. Well, no, no, you don't want to stay away from grace. <laughs> you don't want to stay away from what, what, what was the purpose? As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll just say this. I, I don't, uh, well, the, the Lord for the, about the past decade has been emphasizing that subject to me. And when he started, it was in the middle of some of the things. Of course, like I said, I've never heard it firsthand. I've only heard other people say they're preaching this and they're preaching this and they're and I'm like, okay, that's weird. But, uh, you know, uh, but I said, well, Lord, how come you're teaching me this stuff and emphasizing this in my life when things are just so wacky goofy? And he said, just, just when I say he said, he just ministered to my spirit. He said, well, the reason things went that way was because I was trying to emphasize something. And the enemy had to stop the spread and instead spread something else. So we want to find, you understand what I'm saying with that, right? So we don't throw out the baby, come on, with the bathwater. And just because spiritual warfare is another one I just mentioned, how many know that there is some truth? We are to war a good warfare, huh? We are, there is such a thing as the armor of God. If you want to go through a dressing routine, that's up to you. <laughs> But that really was some of kind of maybe the extreme that folk got to. And, you, you know, you can't fault their enthusiasm. <laughs> you wish sometimes people were more enthused about the things of God, you know, than they are. But, yeah, sometimes folk would go to extreme. Well, I can't talk right now. I'm putting on the breast, my breastplate of righteousness. <laughs> you understand that, that putting on the breastplate, the physical act, that was not the focus. It's righteousness, righteousness. Righteousness, righteousness. It's, it's not the shoes, it's the gospel of peace. It's, it's, but it, I don't know what y'all get done here to get me going along these things. But we want to be balanced. We want to be balanced in the area of prayer. But anyhow, the enemy is trying to stop the spread. Stop the spread. Stop the spread. And how many know sometimes it looks like he's doing a pretty darn good job because uh, there is something that is to be spread. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to every nation, then shall the end come. That's God's plan, that we preach the gospel, that we preach the word. And I promise you that he's got enough power, he's got enough juice to fuel the spread of that gospel. But he, although he has it, there is a responsibility on our part in the area of prayer. Amen. Amen. Pray for us. Pray for us that the word of the Lord would simply take off. And we talked yesterday about, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the Star Wars truths, <laughs> about how they would make the jump to light speed and actually bypass what you would call a natural process of getting somewhere. In the Bible, they had that. They called it being translated, <laughs> right? <laughs> how, many, how many remember Philip, the, was it Philip, uh, the evangelist, 
who was ministering to somebody, joined himself to that chariot. The guy was reading Isaiah, and, and Philip, Philip got up and said, you understand what you're reading? He said, how am I going to understand this unless there's somebody to help me? He said, well, just so happens. I understand that, and I can help you. Got, got him saved, got him baptized, and then next thing it says, well, Philip was found, found over in Ethiopia. Well, what was that? That was supernatural acceleration. Supernatural acceleration. Philip made the jump to hyperspace. He, he skipped over what should have taken a lifetime. Skip, come on. Skipped over what could have taken decades or, or you know, not that trip. But I'm just saying uh, in the, there's things that you seem like we'll never get there. And we won't without the supernatural, but we're not trying to do things without the supernatural. It takes the supernatural. Amen. And that's where prayer comes in. Now, it's interesting to me in this uh, passage that Paul didn't just say, pray that the word would speed ahead. Did he say, he didn't say that if you look at it. What did he say? (laughs) We're just going to go over it once again, okay? So, Finally, brethren, what did he say? Pray for us that the word would have free course. Not just pray that the word would speed ahead. Pray for us. Pray for us. Well, when he talks about us, who's he talking about? Presumably, he and his ministry team. The ones he was with, right? Pray for us. There is... uh, (laughs) The necessity of those who stand in places of ministry require prayer. They require prayer. And the larger a person's place of ministry becomes, the more prayer, in my experience, is required. Because... uh, I'll just say it this way, a pastor in a local church, that pastor is, there is no sense in which that pastor has the responsibility of all of the prayer to supply their office when there's a congregation there who is able to share that responsibility. Now, the pastor's not dismissed from their responsibility in prayer, but uh, you wonder sometimes, well, how come, how come our pastors just, people go and say, well, I don't think he should have said this. I don't think they should have done that. I don't think, I think you should have taken your place in prayer and you wouldn't be flapping your lips about what your pastor did or shouldn't do. Just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? And so the, the, office, the ministry offices are, are not meant to be supplied in prayer only by the person occupying that office. And then there are offices, of course, you know, we have, we have pastors, we have local churches, but, uh, and then a pastor can develop in his or her ministry. And sometimes they'll have an additional office added to their ministry or that's not all, that doesn't happen all the time, and it's not as we decide. God sets these in the body as it suits him, right? But there's also times when, uh, when a pastor will just stay in the pastor's office but have different dimensions, different giftings, and different rooms until, until you get at the fullness of that office. Well, see, when you rise to that, Nambakela Tostokota Papefra Stoko Sejentimaristan, Kala Tostoko Tarasta Kanasta. Now say that. Rising and rising in different places you'll go if you'll look to me and find where you should be. Yes. There's so much to know and so much to see, but it can only come from the Spirit of me. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry I kicked you, but uh, (laughs) one of the hallmarks of of the era we're in is ministers standing in the full potential of their place. That doesn't happen because we want it to happen. That doesn't happen because God's 
ordained it to happen. One of the things necessary for that to occur is that prayer supply those offices. Yeah. And so whether, whether or not a minister gets into the fullness of their place, it's not all up to them. Some of it's up to them. Some of it's up to them. You know, you can be lazy. You could not study. You could not pray yourself and, uh, you know, have poor spiritual habits. And then you don't get what you're supposed to get. There's other, there's other things that are required. You know, here's a, here's a huge one that we experienced our, in our own life. You could not be connected in the body where God has connected you. As a minister, you cannot be connected to those who God has connected you with. And it will keep you from progressing in your call. Doesn't mean you're a bad preacher. Doesn't mean you're a bad Christian. Just means you're lacking some things. I know uh, Pastor Michael Lekedic here and myself, we've, t- we've talked many times over the years because it was around the same time that we both uh, began to sense a divine hookup to Dr. Ed Dufresne. And then, of course, Pastor Nancy. For me, it was a couple years later because I hadn't really met her or heard her minister till uh, I had been seeing Dr. Dufresne out on the road, you know, for several years. But anyhow, I, we just know that uh, we, we were both studious we were both uh, endeavoring to fulfill our call, developing our ministries, things like that, just doing the best we knew how and, and seeking God. But I tell you what, when that, when that connection came, and I won't talk about me because I'd rather talk about somebody else, so <laughs> I'll just talk about him. I mean, it, was, it, it pulled, the, pulled the cork off. Uh, what's that? Pork and cork. The pork. <laughs> it unplugged him in all, all areas. <laughs> And he was finally regular. And uh, <laughs> what we mean is it took stuff out and it put stuff in. Right? What they call in poker a royal flush. Amen. But <laughs> I really feel like maybe you have it this morning. <laughs> But anyhow, uh, it, it just, it, it brought dimensions that weren't there before. But that's not, to, that, that's, that's important too. But having prayer in place for those who stand in places of ministry. Now, those who stand in what we would call higher offices, meaning higher, not, not more important. Because I'm telling you, there's nothing more essential than the office of a pastor in the local church. Brother Hagen did such a great job of hammering that into us because uh, you could easily get away from this. But there are, there are apostles. There are prophets. There are those that stand in places of ministry that reach out beyond just a, a, a local body and speak into the entire body, you see. And those ministries need to be supplied in prayer as well. And in the case of some, there might not be even a local church connected to those ministers to where those people are doing it. We saw that with Brother Kenneth Hagin. We we, we could tell when I traveled with him, we could tell when he had adequate prayer supply and when he couldn't. And what we did really, uh, I was part of of what they called the Ramah Singers and Band and uh, was their music director for seven years. And uh, we spent considerable amount of time matter of fact it got to where we spent more time praying for him than we did rehearsing songs and other stuff like that you know the music part of it because we just sensed especially as he's getting older in age we're not expecting him to be to be uh, staying up half the night praying things out for him to stand in the full measure of his place and it's not just a matter when somebody's up ministering. It's not just a matter of encouraging him and saying, hey, go prophesy. It's just not that we need enthusiasm and cheerleaders. No, things have to happen in the spirit, in the spiritual realm. And so we, man, we got to where we we're taking our place uh, in prayer, but not just us. He had dozens and dozens of groups that met weekly. And he, he didn't coordinate it. There were others that coordinated. But, I mean, their, their mission, and, you know, of course, some of them prayed for different outreaches and arms of the ministry. But there were a lot, and even uh, those who weren't officially organized, right. there were a lot that, that 
held him up. Held him up. And there were times where he came to different ones, uh, even in his own circle, and he said, I, I, don't, have, I don't have what I need. Would you, he, there's even ones he said, would you move back here just to be in proximity and, and help bring that supply? Well, you might not know their names. You might not read their books. They might not be people that you know. But help us. No, no, come on. They're really more the reason why certain things happen. Now, come share about the one that would get his sermons. Oh, goodness. Yes, um, there, was, there was a lady. Actually, she didn't even know who Brother Hagen was at this point. Yeah. Um, her name was, was it Rachel? Rachel Tifa Tiller. And um, I, I was listening to her one time minister at a prayer conference, and she would tell when she'd spend time in the Spirit, and she'd, she uh, just loved the Lord, and she would start praying things out. And she actually started praying out a sermon outline. And she was writing down points to a sermon. And she got scared. She said, Lord, I don't, I don't want to preach. Please don't make me preach. I, I love you. I, I love to pray. <laughs> I don't want to preach. And she got nervous because she was getting these outlines. And within a, a short amount of time, she found herself in a service. And Brother Hagen was ministering. And he got up and ministered that exact sermon that she had written down. I've had that happen before. Not exactly. Well, oh, oh, my Lord. <laughs> you can testify to this. We heard Sunday night, uh, Sunday night we started these meetings, mm -hmm. and Pastor Nancy started preaching on authority and dominion, and one of the passages she went to was Isaiah 54. Well, I had just heard that message that morning. Because she preached it to our local congregation. And uh, honest to God, you would think she used her sermon notes from Sunday night to preach that previous morning. Well, what's, yeah, we've all experienced that. How, how many of you have experienced you went to church and the preacher preached on what you were thinking about? Right, right. Huh? Right. Well, there ought to be some connection. In this, but that shouldn't, it, you know, it, it, it is supernatural and it's always fun. And we always say, man, that was amazing that that happened. Right. And it is amazing that that happened, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be all that unusual Amen. for that to happen. That should be normal that we're so in tune. Listen, you know, you can, you can get so attuned to the things of the spirit, so attuned to those who, who right. God set you under, set you with, that uh, you, can, you can oftentimes know kind of where they're going. Right. Before they go there, right. know what they're doing. Right. But that doesn't mean you sit there and look bored. Hello? Oh, come on. <laughs> That's an example of helping the flow. What else do what else you have? Well, at times of prayer, uh, the Lord has ministered to me and given me the visual of our head, our our president of the United States, whomever that may be at the time, they make the final decisions for the country, but they have many advisors, experts that mm -hmm. are constantly throughout the day coming in and out of that Oval Office and bringing their support, their help. They're bringing their advice, we would say, but they're, they're bringing their knowledge to the table and presenting it all before the man who's to make the decision. He makes the final decision, but it's because of the support that's been put in front of him that he can make the proper choice. And when we're praying for the person that the word might have free course that's what we're doing we're bringing our support in prayer we're bringing our supply and laying it if you will before that the man of God in prayer yes. 
In the spirit, yeah. So that then when they walk to that pulpit, there is a, a support groundwork laid and they can just take off. Make the jump. Make the jump. Yeah. So do we have any, thank you, mm-hmm. but don't go too far. You know, do we have any example in scripture of the word speeding ahead? And being glorified. Well, you know, the example of the early church is just amazing. What happened, you know, remember uh, just the day of Pentecost itself. And and listen, you can't say that, you know, they didn't have time to get programs in place. They didn't have time to get other stuff in place. But how how many know, uh, how many were added to the Lord that one one day? One day. 3,000 at that time. There was another time of 5,000, right? And over, if you would turn maybe to Acts 19, we'll just read another one of these. Glory to God. You doing okay today, everybody? These things are, these things are important to talk about. And, uh, you know, things, with the things of God, it's not always as the natural mind would just assume. And, and we assume that I, well, listen, my job is to get dressed and show up to church. And now, preacher, you just do your thing. You do your thing. No, as, as the great anthem from High School Musical says, we're all in this together. <laughs> we're all in this together. <laughs> Acts 19. Acts 19, talk, well, in verse 11, you know, talks about God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. From his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, aprons, the diseases departed from them, the evil spirits went out of them. And then if you just skip down to uh, verse 20, because it kind of summarizes, I just wanted to show you what was going on. Verse 20 says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. That's an amazing scripture. So mightily grew the word and prevailed. Now, what's it mean, so mightily grew the word? I mean, it, it didn't get bigger. Huh? The Bibles didn't get thicker. Well, at that time, New Testament hadn't been written yet, right? But it uh, didn't mean that it was getting bigger and thicker. What does it mean? It grew. Spread. Multiplied. Multiplied. Supernatural multiplication. And I wanted you to notice that that happened here, and the miraculous was part of, of what caused that to take place. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And not only that, a minister being able to tap into yes. places of ministry. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I don't know that we've ever seen somebody standing in the full measure of the prophets. Well, Jesus would be, yeah, how many know that Jesus would be our example of what we could expect? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, probably, you probably don't have anything that gives you faith to go past what Jesus, what Jesus did, right? But how many know if we, got, if we got there or really close, we'd be doing all right, right? But, but other than, you know, do we have any examples of those who just stood in the absolute fullness well, there might have been some examples. I'm not saying they're not. But I'll tell you, if, if they get there, I'll tell you what was included. That spiritual supply that she was talking about. Hmm? Now, can you go to one more verse today? Can you handle it? Philippians chapter 1, please. I'm not going to have you turn to uh, the verse I'm thinking of at the moment, which is over in 1 Timothy 2, when it talks about uh, first of all, brethren, I exhort that prayers, supplications, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that, right, that we might live a quiet, peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. He tells us to pray for leaders there. She was talking about that with, with the president. What I'm talking about, praying for spiritual leaders, the same truth applies to our civic leaders. And uh, I know this, uh, back when uh, the Watergate scandal happened in the 1970s, Brother Hagen, of course, was still here 
on the earth. And the, and the Lord dealt with him. He said, I'm not holding Richard Nixon responsible for the Watergate scandal. Well, he never admitted that he was responsible <laughs> for the Watergate scandal. <laughs> I'm not saying he was. I'm not saying he wasn't. You watch your own documentaries, the ones that feed the side of the aisle that you like, and you can decide for yourself. But the Lord told Brother Hagin, <laughs> I'm not holding him responsible. I'm holding the body of Christ responsible. For what, the, for what he did or make, alleged, for what he was alleged <laughs> to have done, breaking into the offices of the Democratic National, come on, breaking into the office. He's not holding him responsible. Why? There wasn't an adequate supply for the success of his office. There was, otherwise the Lord wouldn't have said, I'm not holding him responsible, I'm holding you guys, the body of Christ, responsible. So, you know, in, in recent years with, with our presidents, we've, had to, we've said to ourselves, uh, we've said, it's our job to bring our supply to this office. And if they, may, if they mess up, and we, we had one recent president, I won't mention his name, who was known for saying things. Just saying things that you, that if it came into his head, maybe he would say, and I'm not going to mention maybe who it was, but, but would, would just say things. And we would look at each other and say, okay, we, we got to do our part. We're not holding him responsible. We got to, we got to bring our, we try to bring a better, a better supply. Amen. And our current president, come on now. You, he may say things that you, you, you might think, what's he saying? <laughs> We're no, it, it, it's don't, don't fuss, don't fuss at him. Don't fuss at him. Huh? Whose job? Whose job is it to supply? Whose job is it to supply? And you know, not voting for somebody does not dismiss one from supplying the office and that's just about all I'll say about that but these but these just like that applies to our civic leaders or our natural leaders these things these same things are true for kings and all that are in authority kings and all that are in authority they they their offices just like the natural offices see because there's no president who can, who can supply his office by himself? Some of them aren't even, some of them are barely saved, maybe not even saved. You know what I'm saying? It takes, that's the responsibility of the body of Christ to supply the office through prayer. Supply it with what? Supply it with the anointing of God. The power, there's an anointing on that office. Every, every civic office is God-ordained, and there's an anointing on that office. Whether or not the individual occupying that office taps into that anointing, it's not all up to them. Amen. Part of it's our responsibility to do it. Take our place in prayer for those offices. And now, spiritual offices, the same things are true. They need to be supplied. Through prayer. And I'll tell you, the difference, the difference can be astounding. It can be the difference between coming up to an empty, dry pulpit, speaking an empty, dry message to an empty, dry congregation. Or you walk up, to, you walk up and you step into something. And, and you start to minister and you start ministering beyond yourself. And at the end of the message, and this has happened to me many times, the end of the message, you're like, how did that happen? How did we get there? How did I do that? It is supernatural. But that's what we want. That will cause the word to speed ahead. Now, a minister walking in the full potential 
of his or her office will cause them to be able to operate in things at a level that will cause the word to slingshot faster. You know, we use so much of the time the example of Brother Hagin. We're not idolizing somebody. But Paul said, mark those who walk in such a way. Follow them. You know, uh, we, we, use, we use success as an example, and that's not wrong to do. Right? And so, uh, I was going to say something really uh, good about that. Well, we were talking about walking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, hey, thank you, Lord, because you didn't help me. <laughs> uh, you did before, but I didn't look over there. In Brother Hagen's case, you know, what, what was some of what he was used so greatly for? He was used to bring revelation to the body of Christ. Really, if you want to sum up his whole ministry in one, one phrase, how to receive from God. Because people did not know. I mean, back, back then, I mean, they were just saying, well, Lord, if it's your will, this. And if we don't know, we don't know. And he said, yeah, yes, we do know. But he didn't always have the revelation that he had. Matter of fact, he came to his wife and he said, what have I been preaching all these years? He said, why didn't the leaders, the elders in the church come tell me to get in out of the rain? Why didn't somebody show me these things? Well, and as time went, we, we saw him bringing revelation to the body of Christ that was just did it for me. I don't know if it did it for you. Just uh, that, that f- about faith, that, that through faith, you didn't have to just accept every circumstance that came your way, but, but by faith, you could walk in something different and you could actually take God at his word. And he didn't know that the whole time. Amen. But, but then as he got into, into other offices, you know, he got that teaching office and then he got that prophetic office. And I've seen him stand in that personally. I've seen him stand in that prophetic office. And I tell you, you shake in your boots when he was standing in the full measure of the, or at least the full measure that he had gotten into of that place. And I'll tell you, it's when he got into some of those higher offices that his ministry began to go around the world, even though he physically didn't go around the world. His books, he sent a case of books like a crate, big crate, to Africa and started a revival in that, in that nation. And it's documented. Started a revival from a crate of books. I personally know preachers who as teenagers, they would all get together and get a copy of the Word of Faith magazine and rip, rip stories out, rip pages out, and they'd pass it around. They said we'd have sleepovers where we'd read Growing Up Spiritually by Brother Hagen. Who does that? Who does that? Huh? Hungry people do that. But that's supernatural. That, he got to a place in his office where his voice was carrying Again, before the internet, before the pre-internet, where his voice was carrying. You were talking yesterday about, he, how did that happen? He prayed them up, but not just him. Others helped supply his office, bring a spiritual supply. And he prayed out those different arms of his ministry. And when they were prayed out, they played out. Amazing. Amazing. Well, what what needs to happen today? The word still needs to speed ahead and be honored. The word still needs to to take off and run through our countries. Amen. We got a new generation. We got people who haven't heard that are just as desperate as you were, just as hungry as you were, and just as messed up as some of you. Aren't you glad that God found you? Come on now. We couldn't, uh, it was amazing. We couldn't escape Brother Hagin's ministry. I told you yesterday, I didn't, I wasn't interested. I didn't like him. And on our honeymoon, we, we were in a Presbyterian. Everybody say Presbyterian. 
Now, my wife grew up in a Presbyterian church. We're, we're pretty well familiar with the Presbyterian church, and uh, may God visit the Presbyterians in power today. That's all I'll say. But we were in a Presbyterian church in Rochester, New York, and in a box of donated items, I, I see the Believer's Authority. By, in a box, of, somebody had dropped off a box of items for the food pantry or for the, uh, or for the clothing shelter or whatever, and in it was a, was a book, The Believer's Authority. And I thought, well, I'll just pick this. Whatever got in my head to pick that up, because I already knew, stay away from him. <laughs> I just thought, I'll pick that up. And take it with me. And somehow, this was right before we got married. We got married in Orchard Park, New York, at the Orchard Park Presbyterian Church. The church she grew up with. But we brought a good pastor in to do the wedding. Amen. And we made history. By, they had this huge, huge fellowship area in the basement. We were the first wedding reception to ever occur in the basement of this church. And it was perfectly suited. Was anybody here at our wedding? I guess not. But I don't, you know, I don't know who, we're, we're close enough, but I don't, but, but, but anyhow, we were the first to ever have a wedding reception, and we're like, why? This is a great room. They said, well, you can't, you can't, you can't have alcohol here, and, and nobody in the church had ever wanted a dry wedding. Come on. Listen, the church was dry enough. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder they didn't want, you know. <laughs> And it was the talk of her family. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they put on their bowling shoes and came. <laughs> Come on now. The and they're like, that was the best wedding we've ever been to. It's like, it's the only one you remember. <laughs> Jesus, help us. We got we gots to pray. We got to, come on. We got to do something. I have no idea what I was talking about. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, Philippians 1, right? Yeah. What's that? Oh, I picked up the believer's authority. Yes, I got to finish that story. Thank you. I'll keep stay over here because I get help over here. The believer's authority and somehow it made it to our honeymoon. Yes, it did. And... read a chapter every day we read a chapter of that that's how we started our marriage I didn't even like him and we started our marriage reading the believers authority in bed with brother Hagen <laughs> my point was and I did have a point and I will make the point My point was that you could not, there was, God had, his ministry was speeding ahead so strong that people that were tr like me that were trying to stay away from it could not avoid it. You'd find his books in a box in a Presbyterian church and somehow, how did this even get in my suitcase to get to my wedding? And I don't know if it was raining or we had nothing else to do, but we sat there and read it. And, and we're sitting there. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I say? I feel like I'm losing the crowd, Pastor Nancy. I'm sorry. <laughs> did I say we had nothing else to do? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the reason... Listen, we're in church. Wipe that smile off your face. Come on. The reason we didn't have nothing else to do is because we didn't have any money. That's what I meant. Okay? We couldn't, go to, we couldn't go to see the wax museums in Niagara Falls or nothing like that. We didn't have any money. Uh, so we read the Believer's Authority. We could not escape because the word was growing mightily and it prevailed. It prevailed. It prevailed. Now, very quickly, and I wish you guys would stay focused this morning. Very quickly, if Philippians chapter 1, I've given you 35 minutes to turn there. 
Come, come close. Come on. Let, let me know you're with me. I'm here. I'm here. Now, Paul said, verse 19, you know, I sometimes slow start, but I'll find a gear. Verse 19, Paul said, I know that this shall turn to my salvation through what? Your prayer. Your prayer and the supply. That's what we've been talking about. Just wanted you to see it in the word. And the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ, or we could say the spiritual supply. Things will turn, things will change, things will speed ahead through prayer and the resulting spiritual supply, the accompanying spiritual supply that's created through prayer. I'm telling you that's so essential. You, it, you ought to, before you come to church, you ought to take time, amen, and, and sow to the Spirit as we say. Take time to pray and make available, do your part in making available the supply for the minister. Why? So the word can speed ahead and be honored. Amen. I, we want to pray this morning. Do you have anything else to add before we do that? Well, just want, want to remind us, Americans, that like to vote for things and decide we don't have to like something if we didn't vote for it, that we don't get to vote in God's kingdom for who he raises to the forefront who he raises to be the voices of the era, who he raises to speak into the body of Christ. Our job isn't to vote whether we like them or not. Our job is to pray and make spiritual supply available that they, that who, whomever God chooses, yes. God chooses, God ordains to put in the front to put as one of the leaders of the body that we bring our supply that they may speak the word boldly as they ought. Right? That, that's our job. Not to say, I don't like the way they said that. I don't, they shouldn't, you know, I don't think that's right. Our job, our job, my job, is to bring my supply so that the body can be fortified and the word can speed ahead. And we don't get to vote for who God connects us to, do we? No. Yeah. No, sir. We don't. <laughs> now, if you get to know Pastor Nancy, you would choose. You'd say, like, okay, I would want to be around her. But that's not always the case with everybody. Come on now. And you, you know my choice who it wasn't, right. Brother Hagen. Right, right. Well, that's true. Brother Hagen, oh, my Lord. But I am so thankful, so thankful for where God set me. Praise the Lord. Amen. And if you didn't like today, bring a better supply tomorrow. Let's pray and we'll, we'll start out with God help me. <laughs> Lead us out, doll. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank glory, you, thank glory, you, Father. Thank we are so very, you, very you, grateful for all you, that Master. you've provided, yes, yes, for yes, all yes, that yes, you've yes, made yes. ours in Christ. We're Hallelujah. so thankful, Father God. You've been such a good father. Yes. <laughs> You've been such a good father. Yes. We're so grateful that we're part of your kingdom. Yes. We're part of Thank your you, family. Master. We're part, yes. oh, glory to God. Thank you. Part Thank you. of your Thank you. call on the earth. Yes. Ah, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Master. Lord, today we, we want to lift praise, up these praise, things praise, to you. We praise, thank praise, you praise, for praise, the opportunity praise. to make 
power available. Make supply available. Father, we thank you. We thank you that the word, ha, that the word, we ask that the word have free course. Yes. Free course yes. in, in amongst these meetings, but not just here, throughout the earth, Father. We thank you for all that you've called into the body of Christ, all that you've called and thank raised you, to the forefront, yes. put in places yes. of ministry. Yes, yes, we pray, yes, Father, yes, for yes. the pastors, yes. for the teachers, yes. for the Thank evangelists, yes. for the prophets. Yeah. Hallelujah, for the apostles, for the apostles Lord. You, All that yes. you've raised up, that they walk in the fullness. They walk in the fullness. Ah, Full potential. The fullness Full of their potential. office. Full potential. Full anointing. Uh, Full strength. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for utterance. Thank you for utterance for the ministers. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That they speak words from heaven. Yes. That they act acts from heaven. That they minister the substance of heaven. That they minister Ah. healing Ah. from heaven. Ha, ha, ha. Ah. Thank you. Thank you. Ah. Thank Ah. you for it. Now, Father, we trust you, Holy Spirit, to give us your utterances that yes. we might supply the offices uh, beyond uh, what we would know. Now everybody lift your voice and pray with us if you would. Yes, yes, we drink Kora, we drink Kana, we drink Kana, we drink Kana Mele, we drink Padisidu, we drink Kana Mastu, we drink Kana Mananuko, Basta Sensiket, Sentastik, Mama, my, Macorose, Macorose, Tite Gala, Macorose, Catsi, Catsuko, Jabada, Dusto, Cochicala, Nense, Anino Code, Manicala, Manicota, Basto, Cochi, Decrocos, Tani, 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 Chisto, <laughs> Nicola, don't know ha ha ha, and cross the color super, then then lad zed day, pro go, basset, bella, then grotus, ye coratai, ye coratana, yes, bongola, bondage is broken, and she lotus to coco basset, god, die to stay the morane, la cozzaci dusty cozzadare, teledida, tovra passite, ze crocon granga, nasi gata, nasi gata, dust. Chalete, Taloso, Tarikad, Tarikad, Tarete, Tarokose, Katoto, Tarekoste, Katsete, Krokose, Kapo, Roste, Gazane, Ha, 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 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Brazil, go to the Sigarasto, go to Naniso, do Croco, Badasti, Sicato. Ha 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stand up with us, everybody, and give God praise. Give God thanks for a little bit longer here. Thank you, Father. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Yeah. 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 I'm reminded. I'm reminded by the Spirit, Pastor Mike, that the miraculous is a big part of what God has for you. And if you haven't already, have your people bring that supply in prayer to you. And then make a, make a, make a demand on it. For you'll remember many years ago in Jamestown, New York, the word of the Lord came and said, you'll be known as Miracle Mike. <laughs> yeah, regardless of what it looks like. But there's a supply for it that your congregations are to bring towards that. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Ha 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 ha. Oh, glory to God. Thanks. Thank you, Lord, for the spread. Thank you for the spread. Thank you for the spread. Glory to God. Thank you for the spread in Chautauqua County. Thank you for the spread in Buffalo and all the surrounding areas of Buffalo. Seed has been sown there and the harvest shall be great in western New York. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise today. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Pastors and leaders, train your people to bring their supply for the spread. Supply for the spread. Come on, say it with me. There's a supply for the spread. Glory to God. You got anything else? Hallelujah. Come tonight, everybody, bringing your supply of the Spirit. Believing with us for all that God would have said, with all that God would have demonstrated and done. Glory to God. And we will see you this evening. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.